the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living life like it matters. And today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm going to go into the value of self-actualization. You know, there's a great value in knowing thyself. And in 30 years of the um, uh, human potential movement, or I don't know what you'd call what I do, I, I help people reach their potential. You know, the best examples of the story, George Bernard Shaw uh, was near the end of his life, and he was with a group of reporters. And the reporters asked a simple question. One of the reporters said, hey, uh, George, if you could live your life all over again and you could be anybody you wanted to be, who would you be? And he thought about it for a moment. He said, you know what? If I could be anybody I wanted to be and live my life all over again, I would be the George Bernard Shaw that I could have been. And what he was talking about living his full potential without the fear, without the doubt, without the limiting belief systems. And so uh, there is great value in questioning ourselves to live and examine life. There's great value in being under construction, you know, being a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. In the corporate world, we call it lean manufacturing. We call it lean sigma. We call it six sigma. But in the training world, we call it like it matters, leadership awakening, leadership adventure, our peace, our, our EQ, communicating with power. See, self-actualization is defined as the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities. Isn't that a great word? One's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or need that is present in everyone. Now, I don't know if it truly is in everyone as it's positive. But I want you to know today we're going to talk about that. Today we're going to be joined by a couple of recent graduates of Team uh, 237. Today we're going to call the show, Hello Me, It's Me. Because I'm going to tell you, in 30 years working intimately with people, uh, I've learned that most people don't know themselves. Most people don't know their potential. Most people don't know what, what their capacity is. That's why uh, uh, um, I can't remember what the doctor's name out of Harvard when he did the multiple intelligences. The multiple intelligences where he identified basically uh, eight, and now we're up to ten, ten innate ways that people can be smart, physical smarts, the creative smarts, the auditory smarts, uh, you know, and then, of course, you have the right brain and the left brain, so they're different um, intensities, if you will, different areas of focus within those realms. And so it's fascinating to see that we've all been gifted in unique ways in different ways. You know, we all have fingerprints that tell a unique story. Our fingerprints uh, are unique from everybody else. I believe our fingerprints are directly related to the same um, part of your body that comes in at the same time. 
see during the 13th to the 21st weeks in utero, while you're being formed in the womb, your fingerprints come in. At the same time, the lobes of your brain come in. And so I believe, uh, based on dermatoglyphics, that your fingerprints are, are, are more than just a unique print on your fingers, that there's some type of coding there. And we have a lot of coding. We have our frame, the frame that we put around something. You know, I'm a victim. Life's not fair to me. I can't amount to much. I can only do this because I'm white. I can only do this because I'm black. I can only do this because I'm a woman. And so a lot of times we got all this programming in there that's not serving us well, and we need to reframe, to frame again, to, to re-describe, to change the narrative from a different perspective, to relabel. You know, everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And by the time a child is six years old, Dr. Adler actually said five, a majority of their map of reality is in place. Isn't that fascinating? The basic structure for their beliefs. So life is really uh, an opportunity to constantly know thyself better, to uh, frame and reframe. And and Claude Steiner in uh, Transactional Analysis, he calls it life scripts. See, we create stories of our lives, what they have been and what they will be. This starts in childhood where we're, our, um, how do you say, that we weave our perceptions of ourselves and of the world around us, where we fit in, how we fit in, what value we have. That's the map of reality. And these life scripts then continue to have a deep and unconscious effect on how we live our lives. Why? Because as I study the unconscious mind, I realize there's two words that really are the principles for the unconscious mind. And those two words are as if. As if. We live our lives as if, based on what we believe about ourselves. And I know that sounds too simplistic and too uh, surface, but that's a, you can't get any deeper than that. If you think you're a chicken, you're going to act like a chicken. Now, I'm not saying you necessarily put feathers on and walk around with your hand, right? You take on, you act as if. If you've been told all your life you're a liar, you act as if you're a liar. If you've been told all your life you're a waste of uh, flesh, believe it or not, people are told that. If you've been all your life just used for, for people's, excuse my language, sexual enjoyment, it's just the reality of the world we live in, then you're going to be very sexualized. If you think the only way to prove that you're a man is to make a woman go ooh, ooh, ah, ah, then don't you see? We act as if. That's why, you know, what was it, the Irish Journal of, uh, what was it, I think I have it somewhere, uh, irishexaminer.com, that 40% of first-term memories are made up. See, your unconscious mind, once you create something, you see something, you do it for the first time, it's usually on the right side of the brain, and then you store it on the left side of the brain. So you have the right side, left side, but you also have the conscious and the unconscious. And there's a lot more in our unconscious than we're consciously aware of. That's why it's called unconscious. And it is the unconscious that drives the ship. It, it's the programming. It's the, where those life scripts, it's where those frames, it's where the belief systems are. It's where the structure of our experience, it's the petri dish of everything. That's where everything grows. So you got to realize these life scripts affect everything. They're unconscious and conscious, and they're shaping, they're encouraging. And they're shaped by parents, they were shaped by family members, they were shaped by experiences, and you had very little to do with it. We're little meaning makers. That's what the study of logotherapy tells us. We're little meaning makers. And so today we're going to talk about, 
you know, get to know thyself. And the reason I bring that up is one of the graduates, one of the gentlemen who's going to be joining us on the radio day, at the end of my training, I, I put, what's the greatest benefit that you've gotten from this training? And he said, you've introduced me to me. And I thought about this. You know, when I go take people to a training, and you can read about this at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, we do have a class in uh, next week, next Thursday, a week from today. It's in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, it is a closed class. It's 13 people. But if you need to go and you want to go and that works for you, I'll find a way to let get you there. I'll find a way to let you go. After that, we're in October again. We're going to be doing uh, leadership uh, in Las Vegas. And by the way, we will be doing our second tier class leadership adventure, our first time in four years. It's the second half of Leadership Awakening, our se second class. Uh, first time in four years, we'll be doing it September 22nd through 24th, and then we'll do another one in November. We'll finish off the year with two of these classes. So uh, go to likeitmatters.net. But today, you're going to hear from two people. And I don't just interview them. I, I want to tie it into what we're talking about. Uh, you know, we can all do, be doing pretty good. But what's your potential? You know, Maslow, we're going to talk about the beginning of the next segment. Maslow, you know, has a hierarchy of needs. And we have three basic needs. And until those three basic needs are met, we really don't focus on anything else. And then we then the next need goes beyond that is the ability to have a sense of self. But the highest is self-actualization. And self-actualization is to know thyself. Self-actualization is the highest level of psychological development where personal potential is fully realized after basic bodily and ego needs have been fulfilled. Self-actualization is being the best version of yourself. It's the realization or fulfillment of one's talents and potentialities, especially considered as a drive or a need present in everyone. And so, ladies and gentlemen, that's the key. That's what being under construction is. It's working to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. Intrinsic growth is what really we desire and crave. And that's what you're going to hear for the rest of the show. So we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Are you looking for a unique Christmas gift that will keep on giving? We've partnered with Twin Cities award-winning photographer Wayne Moran for a special half-price lesson offer. 
Wayne will teach you all you need to know to take better images. Better image. Regular price for this five lesson package is $500, now just $250. Only five of these special offers are available, so call the station now at 651-289-4413. 651-289-4413. With the vast majority of media today leaning hard left, it can be tricky to find news that actually shares, let alone defends, a conservative viewpoint. Hotair.com provides analysis and commentary from conservative writers like Ed Morrissey. Hotair.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am black. And today, we're talking about really getting to know ourselves. I know that sounds strange, and uh, no, I'm not talking about those strange teenage years. So stop that. I'm not talking about that. You know, but, you know, one thing I realized over the last 30 years of working intimately with people is, a lot of people's self-image of themselves is not that good. And uh, sometimes the worst ones are the people with these big old egos. You know, they, they're, you know, an ego is an overcompensation for an inner insecurity. I always tell people, if you're that good, you don't need to tell people you're that good. They'll figure it out. But uh, we, our self-image is terrible. That's why I don't know if you remember Saturday Night Live with uh, um, Stuart Smalley. Uh, when he was doing the, you know, the affirmations, you know, that's what's based on. People don't believe in themselves. People don't think they have value. Uh, I think we have a clip. Hey, uh, Marshall, why don't you go ahead and play that clip? I deserve good thing. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. <laughs> I, I was watching some of the clips to get ready for today's show, and they had to wonder where Michael Jordan was on there with him. Because, <laughs> Michael, look in the mirror and say to yourself, I'm a good person. I don't need to dribble the basketball fast or put it in a basket to be liked. <laughs> you know, it's just it's hilarious. But Dr. Abraham Maslow, a psychologist, talked about that we all have basic needs. Uh, we have basic uh, physiological needs that are basic safety, that, you know, which, uh, uh, the survival needs, if you will. And then you go to safety needs. Uh, and then you go to the belonging needs and love needs that you fit in. And then you go to the self-esteem needs that you have value and confidence. But the highest level of that is self-actualization. And these are people who truly want to be the best version of themselves, who truly want to be, uh, you know, better today than they were yesterday and better tomorrow than today. And that's really what our training does. Our training takes wherever you are in life, no matter how good or how bad. 
uh, and allows you to take your life to a whole new level. Now, if you're doing well, believe it or not, this trading probably has more impact on you. It really has a lot more impact for people that are doing well, people that are doing well by the world standards, people that are doing well by other people's standards. Because when I get those people in my class, they're usually probably self-actualizing people. People want to be the best version of themselves. That's why they're doing well already. And so when they come to my class, they eat it up. Yes, sir. No, sir. How high, sir? They're, they, I can, their unconscious mind gets connected to me right away because, man, they finally met someone equally yoked, someone congruent, someone that can challenge them, someone knows their machinations, someone that knows their drivers, someone that knows how they work like a manufacturer knows his product. And then they can take it to another level. And so that is what we experience in our training, the different types of people. I do the same thing to everybody. And some people treat me like I'm El Diablo. Some people resist me. Some people want to make me into uh, Satan himself because I'm pushing buttons. I'm squeezing. I'm not accepting good enough. I'm challenging their status quo. I'm getting out of their comfort zone. And, and we all know fear is address. Fear is right outside of our comfort zone. And so the people I love to uh, have in my class the best are self-actualizing people. People want to be the best version of themselves, people that are already doing good. And they just, they reinforces what they were doing and allows them to take it to another level. Now, I also deal with those that basically are just surviving, just getting through stuff. Just, and, and by the way, some of those are doing pretty good too. If for them, it's transformational. It's life-changing. My one concern for people that weren't doing a lot of good stuff going in is they're going to come out changed, but they won't have the foundation. They won't be around a set of good enough people to keep it going. So I thought I'd give you a, a, a variety day, two people, two men who went through my training, who had transformational experiences. And the first gentleman you're going to hear from is a guy who's, who's doing pretty good, who's a rock star in the world, who people think is uh, already doing great. Oh, he doesn't need my training. Why would he go to my training? Well, because of who he is and because he wants to be the best version of himself. And so let's go to the phone lines and let's welcome to the Like It Matters Radio, Aaron. Aaron, thanks for joining us, brother. I know how busy you are. Appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. Great to be on. Hey, so uh, glad to have you here. So you're in Sacramento. You work for the the Great Iron Mechanical, right? Yes, sir. So how long you worked for uh, the Rissies and Iron Mechanical? How long you been there? Um, I've been with Iron Mechanical for going on 12 years now. Um, been with them since they started Iron Mechanical. Uh, we used wow, to be Rissy Mechanical, um, and then we rolled into Iron Mechanical. So I've been with them since the beginning. Uh, so you're part of the original Rissy Mechanical. Uh, you know, and Terry's such a great guy. You know, early on took risk. Early on he approached his uh, business fearless, that he was going to do what he needed to do to to get out the big business right at the beginning and uh good man, uh good leader. But you know, you've you've now I think uh Jed started sending people through our training about uh, four months ago. And so you've seen a couple people come back from this training before you went, correct? Yes. Yeah. So tell me, you didn't know anything about our training, you hadn't gone yet. So as you're seeing people come back, uh what are you noticing? What are you picking up on? Um it seems uh, that there are they have a brighter outlook on life. Um, it, it sounds cliche, but they were standing taller, um, better posture, um, and it's just part of the overall picture. Um, they were more engaging in meetings. Um, I mean, I remember getting a, a big hug from Mark once, 
Um, and I was like, Whoa, I guess this is, uh, you know. Um, so That's weird, I, yeah. Mark, Mark Rissy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the small details. Um, and I had no idea going into it. They, they uh, kept quiet, and I think it was for the better because I, I didn't know what to expect. And um, that's how you fully uh, can give it your all, um, just yeah. get, give into it and see what happens. So. Yeah, and it's so cool. The way I met Aaron is I, I was going to my classroom like an hour and a half. We had a 5 o'clock meeting when we start on Thursday. Uh, and I'm it's like 3, 3.30, something like that. And I walk into this separate little, uh, um, you know, uh, meeting room. And there's this guy, long-haired, uh, big old beard, that was sitting there. And I say, hey, and I'm like, you know, every time I walked into my classroom, I always get there early, a half hour early, an hour early, 15 minutes early. I'd always see the same guy with the long hair and the beard. And I learned to know him as Aaron because he's always there. He's always, he's there early. He's prepared. Uh, he's uh, ready to go. So you got to tell me you knew nothing about the class going in. And you saw some people come back, and they were pumped, standing taller, more confident, more engaged. So you knew something was going on. But five minutes into it, Aaron, you know, we're going five minutes. We've had the first person get up there and do what they do. What are you thinking? What's going through your head? Well, um, I was the first person that got up to do the first activity, and it completely got me out of my completely got me out of my comfort zone. Um, I thought I was prepared. I thought I had it. I was so confident. And then um, yeah, it just completely threw me out of my comfort zone. I remember uh, just looking at all these 10 new faces and just staring at them like, oh, my God. Like, what did I get myself into? Yeah. Um, yeah it's a, it's, so it, it was uncomfortable. It was uncomfortable, to say the least. Yeah. But uh, that's all part of the – it's all part of it, and you know I needed to be, and, and I'm glad I was because uh, the growth I got out of it. You got to get outside your comfort zone um, to, to make huge gains, and, uh, and that's what this yeah. was for me. Yeah, and you know we talk about it. it's never just opinion. It's not just a, a thought. And I tell you why. There's three zones we live in. We live in this zone called the comfort. Then right outside of that is the zone called fear, and right outside of that zone called panic. And I always tell people that fear uh, is right outside your comfort zone, and you need to know this. It's it's not fear that you should fear. It's actually the comfort zone. And that's a strange thing, right, Aaron? I mean, most people think, oh, no, you fear, fear. No, fear is a straw man. Fear is nothing more than a chemical response to what you're thinking, your breathing, uh, and your physiology, specifically your eye placement in relation to your physiology. But it is the comfort zone that we should fear. It is the comfort zone where things go to die. It is the comfort zone that we get stale and stagnant. It is the comfort zone where our marriages die. It's our comfort zone where we lose our passion for our God. And you know that now. And and you're doing pretty good. I mean, most people on the outside think of you as a rock star. You know that. They think you're doing pretty good. You know you're doing pretty good. Uh, but that class showed you that there's way more. Is that is that a fair statement? Yes. Um, I feel like the class was a two-part thing for me. Um, and in the end, I saw that it was all the same thing and it was all meant, everything was done for a reason. But originally I kind of separated in two parts was the skills that you taught me, um, how to go within myself and, and eliminate certain fears and, and how to do it. Not just, you know, that I can do it, but how to do it, techniques, skills yeah. to do it. And then the se- second part was the variable of the 11 or the 10 other people that were there. I mean, they could have been any 10 people. And because they were all so different, I got to share in a lot of their um, emotional breakthroughs. And being a part of that, that wasn't necessarily part of your lesson plan uh, directly. Yeah. I'm sure it was probably, you know, off to the side. But uh, 
a lot of the growth I got was being with the teammates and, and, and growing with them and just being there with them. Um, uh, again, I'll go back to the word um, being vulnerable um, with strangers, yeah. essentially. We all started off with strangers, and now we have this group chat, group chat going, and we're holding each other accountable. We're, we're communicating every day, every morning, talking about, uh, you know, all the things we need to keep doing to, to keep this, this fireball in us lit and going. Oh, that's so cool. That's so cool. And the key, you said it, is even the people, we have people from all walks of life. All, we have brown and black. We had Christian and Muslim and Hindu. Uh, we had people on the left and people on the right political spectrum. And you're right. Uh, we came together as a team, loving on each other, trusting. And part of that was out of the comfort zone. I mean, let's be honest, Aaron. There are people in that room that outside of my class, your past would have never crossed. You know that, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and so that's part of the uncomfortable. And, and now we live in a world where the Facebook, uh, uh, you know, pattern is you only talk to people who you agree with a hundred percent on everything, and that's very few people. And, and we don't talk to people that vote different, and we don't talk. I mean, that's just crazy. And in my class, we move beyond that. So, Aaron, we're going to go to hard break. Please stay with me. It'll be a three-minute break. After the break, I want to find out what do you think is the biggest benefit, the biggest takeaway of 48 hours at Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. I'm Black. Today, I'm going to help you meet yourself. We'll be right back. Here's a real student testimonial for Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training. The way we met Scott was through an answered prayer. We had a, uh, a business associate who recommended a leadership training process. Initially, you know, I had been through uh, just a series of all kinds of leadership training and felt like I had been trained as much as I possibly could. You know, we went and went hesitantly. But the one thing, it would have to be consistent with my faith. And uh, it was your awakening class. And uh, that class was absolutely not only uh, the, the answer to prayers, uh, business, but personally. It gave us the tools and it gave us the foundation to be able to really formalize and verbalize our values. To learn more from Mr. Black, the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis is December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. 
The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. I deserve good things. I am entitled to my share of happiness. I refuse to beat myself up. I am an attractive person. I am fun to be with. I am Mr. Black, and I agree with Stuart Smiley. I am all those things now. Just don't ask my wife. She might not agree with that. So (laughs) today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about self-actualization. Matter of fact, today I titled today's show, Hello Me. It's me. Uh, Because a lot of people don't know themselves. A lot of people don't know what they're made of. And really, self-actualization, which can also be referred to as self-realization, self-cultivation, there's lots of different words, can be described as the complete realization of one's potential as manifest in peak experiences, which involve the full development of one's abilities and appreciation for life. And that was Maslow who said that. That was back in 62. That was before I was a twinkle in my mama's eye. And that was before I was a cell in anywhere. And uh, Maslow put it so well. The attainment of self-actualization involves one's full involvement in life and the realization of that which one is capable of accomplishing. See, there was a Chinese general who had a noble cause. He wanted to change the world. And as he sat down to figure out how he was going to change the world, he realized he had to first start with his own country since he had authority there. As he sat down with his country to figure out how he was going to change his country, he realized He had to start with his community, since he and his family resided in said community. As he sat down and figured out how he was going to change his community, he realized he had to start with his family, since they are the pillars. As he sat down to figure out how he was going to change his family, he came to the dawning realization. Yep. Yes, I'm going to quote Michael Jackson. The man in the mirror. He realized, just like I realized, that the only person we can truly change is ourselves. But people are always watching, people are always judging. And so that change in himself might affect change in his family. And that change in his family might affect change in his community. And that change in the community might affect change in his country. And that, ladies and gentlemen, just might change the world. I mean, for 200 plus years, the rest of the world's wanted to be like America. Anybody notice somehow over the last 10, 12 years, that's all changed? Now, all of a sudden, we want to be like the rest of the world, and to our default, to our, uh, it's negative, it's terrible. But let's take it back now individually. Are you running around living your life in such a way that everybody likes, wants to be like you? Or are you living your life just to be like everybody else? And if you're doing the latter, uh, it's wrong because you're unique. No one has your fingerprints. Nobody has your DNA. And nobody has like 30-some qualities from your tongue print to your voice qualities to the gait that you walk with. You're unique. Of all the billions of applicants, God's prepared you. God has prepared in advance good works for you to walk through. 
For he knows the plans he has for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans for hope in the future. But until you realize who you are in Christ, until you realize who you are when you walk with him, until you realize what you're capable of, until you realize your true potential, you're going to be missing the mark. And that's what the word sin means. It's an archery term. It means to miss the mark. We've all been given gifts and talents. And we don't use them to their fullest. Then we miss the mark. And so self-actualization, in a way, is kind of like love. Because the Bible says love conquers a multitude. Love covers a multitude of sins. And I got to tell you, this guy that I have on the radio with me now, uh, Aaron, what a loving guy. He's a child of God. He's a good guy. He's a compassionate guy. He's a good leader. And I was so honored to have him in my class. So let's welcome back Aaron to Like It Matters Radio. Again, brother, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Oh, you got it. Glad to be here. So so I had you wait, and the, the question was on the table. I'm going to ask Aaron, boom, 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 boom. What is the biggest benefit today, a week removed? I mean, Thursday. Do you, can you realize this, Aaron? Last Thursday, you were getting ready to re- meet Mr. Black for the first time. Could you believe that? How, how long has your life been since la- last week, right? How much have you lived in a week, right? Yeah, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. Um, yeah, it re- really has. Um, my life has changed um, in many ways. I'd say the best way that it's changed um, is something that you told me um, is if it acts like a duck, it walks like a duck, it must be a duck. <laughs> and that coupled with, uh, as a leader, there's always somebody watching you at all times. Um, and some of my weaknesses were um, I got my hands in my pockets. I had bad posture. Yeah. My eye contact might not have been the best. And I didn't even realize these things as part of the complete uh, realm of communication. Like you said, words are only yeah. a little bit of it. Then there's emotion. There's, there's yeah. eye contact, body language. So I feel like I have a, a more complete um, presence um, in meetings, <clears throat> um, in Zoom meetings even. Um, I don't know. Just I think that would be... One of the main things I took away um, from that aspect of it, when I joined, I was looking through everything um, through the lens of the filter of work. I wanted to be a better leader at work. Um, so a lot of the skills I took away was from that realm. Uh, but then as I started doing some of the, the worksheets and going deeper into the um, the activities, I realized my focus changed from work uh, to f- my family life, my, you know, my relationship with God. Um, with my wife, with my children. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little, <clears throat> little emotional, but um, I saw the change because I didn't know what to expect. Um, so uh, I'd say the posture and the communication that way um, was huge. And then the love that I'm giving my family now, uh, I embrace my kids yeah. like, with a passionate embrace. And then my son looked at me when I came home and hugged him, like, what the heck? Like, this is weird, Dad. Like, and he looked at me and kind of like uh, smirked. Uh. And I oh. grabbed him and just got teary eyed and brought him in closer and gave him a hug and uh, he, he he saw the difference immediately. Um, so anyway, I think that wow. would be wow, the big changes. Huge, huge, yeah. And 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 you hit it right on the nose. I I teach people that you know we're judgmental creatures, and uh, it always bothers me when someone says I'm not judgmental. Yeah, you are. Right. I have this friend of mine uh, who he's engaged to this woman that I hope he doesn't marry because they are so wrong. But she calls me, she says all the time she doesn't like to listen to my show or anything. She's a graduate. She went through, but she said, I'm judgmental. 
I'm judgmental. I'm like, I share the gospel. She doesn't like how she's had problems with Christians and she's living an unchristian life, but pretending to be a Christian. So I get, so when I share gospel, when I do that, it makes her feel uncomfortable. And so her uncomfortableness, she automatically directs me like I'm judging her. No, God's judging her. The word of God judges us. That's what it says. It's a two-edged sword. It's, you know, sometimes it's bitter in the stomach. It might taste sweet in the mouth. You know, so we tend to, what does Ezekiel say? Son of man, eat the scroll. <laughs> what? What? You want me to do what? Eat the scroll, right? And it's uh, sweet in the mouth, but it can be bitter in the belly. And I don't, you know this. You're a man of God. You study scripture. Uh, there are a lot of things I read in scripture that make me feel uncomfortable. That uh, good. I didn't write it. There's no book of opinions in there, no book of feelings in there. So once you find the right Bible, because it's not in there, right? It's not in there. But we have to learn that people are always watching us. And then when you know how we work, there's only true driving force in life. There's the desire for pleasure and the avoidance of pain. It's neuroassociative conditioning. And so we're either moving towards something or away from something. And Billy Graham told us in the 60s, I think it was, that you know 70% of people in church are dead. And he said that Christians do more to scare people away from God than anybody else. Uh, and so we got to realize people are always watching, and they're either going to use us as an example of what they'd love to be like or what they would never want to be like. Uh, and my goal in life, I'm sure it's the same thing for you, Aaron, is to bring more people to the foot of the cross than I scare away, right? Yep. Amen. That's the key. That's the key. So what have you noticed at work? Because now you've connected. I mean, here you, you get, it's, a, it's a masculine work environment. Fearless is the word I love for iron mechanical. Fearless. Fearlessly fighting for projects. Fearlessly working to do a good job. Fearlessly investing in their, in their uh, coworkers and their employees and their team. So, man, if you need anything built on the West Coast, probably in the state of California, at least in the northern section, uh, please reach out to Iron Mechanical. Good people doing good things. But what have you noticed in the business side with the the graduates that have come through the connection have you noticed anything since they've been going to our class um yeah yeah they're creating a space um for the magic to happen um and just creating togetherness bringing people together um and again uh like a judgmental a free of judgment zone um and just creating the space for the, the relationship to strengthen and um Again, there's only, I think, one, two, about six of us that have gone through so far. Yeah. So as more people yep. get going through, uh, we're trying to keep it quiet. We don't want to um, we don't want to spoil it for them. So once everyone goes through, we'll be yeah. able to uh, bring it together and talk about it openly um, on a you know, more open yeah. forum. But um, just creating yeah. a space. Yeah. Yeah. And right now we're working on a mission, you know, because Terry is the, the – the creator he's his he's the one that's burning it now jed his son is taking over ce role and jed one of the biggest thing jed's realized is up until now you guys have been managing what terry did and now it's time to take it to the next level and i am so honored aaron we're getting ready to go, cut this uh off go, go to the end is there anything you'd like to share with me publicly or the graduates you don't have to or guests anything you'd like to say before i let you go um i just got to say uh when I first met you, I wasn't so sure about you. I was like, this guy is a lot, a lot. Um, and then the second day, um, it's just so crazy how the relationship has grown just over 48 hours. People keep alluding to that, um, how much growth there is. Um, but just, um, I got to say, I'm a pretty good judge of character, and I didn't like you very much the first day I met you, and now I, I love you. You're a brother. 
Ah, Here, brother. I appreciate it. I feel the same about you, Aaron. I feel the same about you. You're a good man and looking forward to seeing what God has for us. So thank you so much. Give my best to the guys at Iron Mechanical, and we'll talk soon, my friend, okay? Will do. Thank you so much. All right, buddy. God bless. Bye-bye. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we all have unmet potential. There's only one perfect, and it's not you, it's not me. And since we all fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3.23, every day is a chance to grow. Every chance is to be a little bit better today than we were yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. I'm Black, and we'll be right back. Leadership Awakening even impacts the seasoned pros. Take a listen at these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to the next level of awareness, then go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class in Minneapolis, December 8th through the 10th. Details at likeitmatters.net. Sightseeing in Paris, at the Mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. TheFishTwinCities.com is streaming your favorite contemporary Christian artists like Matthew West, Toby Mack, For King and Country, and many more. Stream along at TheFishTwinCities.com, download the free app, or listen on your Amazon smart speaker. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. It was powerful. You know, it it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, application. 
to know thyself. That is the key. Self-actualized people uh, is what our outcome is. We're working to be the best version of ourselves, being under construction. And, you know, there are qualities of self-actualized people. Like uh, Aaron said, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it must be a duck. That means there's evidence that demands a verdict. Self-actualized people are accepting of others as well as their own flaws, often with humor and tolerance. Anybody that goes to my class will tell you I lead with my brokenness. I meet people in their brokenness. Uh, I'm not perfect. I'll never be. I don't want you to put me on a pedestal. It's a far, hard, hard fall. Uh, I'm a flawed, broken man. I'm more screwed up than most of you out there listening. I just know it, and I lead with it. So you're never disappointed. Uh, if anything, you might say I'm not as screwed up. He's not as screwed up as he says he is. But you know what? Uh, one of the qualities of a, a self-actualized person, they're true to themselves. They don't pretend in order to impress others. Self-actualized people also tend to be independent, resourceful thinkers. And by the way, this is uh, from uh, Talovich in 2017, his writing, and Martella and Pessy in 2018. They say self-actualized people can cultivate deep and loving relationships. They have a tendency to exude gratitude and maintain a deep appreciation even for the commonplace blessings in life. They can often discern between the superficial and the real when judging. They seldom depend upon their environment or culture to form their opinions, and they have a tendency to view life as a mission, which calls them to a purpose beyond themselves. And all of those are things I live. If you don't believe me, let's go to the phone line. Let's go to line number two, and let's welcome Gilbert to Like It Matters Radio. How you doing, my friend? Hey, Mr. Black. I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. You're doing great. You got a couple sales this week, I heard, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, Good for I'm you. Actually, I'm proud um, of you. Went back to work Monday, and I've been having a sale every day since. Ah, that's cool. That's so cool. Gilbert's one of our uh, great grads. You know, we're building a great relationship with George Chevrolet in L.A., uh, uh, Mr. Richard Pacheco, who kind of runs the team over there, doing a great job investing in his people, believing in his people, uh, and it's having huge impact. And so so you had uh, heard Alex had come through my training, and then the five of you guys were going. So, Gilbert, you got to tell me, when you, when you showed up at class, what were you thinking? What was going on in your head? Is it something you wanted to do? Why were you there? Okay, so um, so our, our coworker, Joe, right, he's one of the first uh, graduates that went to your class, yep. and he's always very enthusiastic, right? And everything he does, you know, from selling to talking to us, uh, every time, you know, he sees somebody, he, he gives them a hug. And then um, uh, Alex, he ended up uh, going to your class as well. And, you know, he told, he told us about his experience and how, how life-changing it was. So, yeah, it kind of motivated us to actually want to go to the class. And were you excited about going? Were you nervous? Were you just going to go? And where were you at mentally when you, get, when you went? Um, so I was excited. But, but again, I didn't know what to expect, you know, so we were just wondering as a team or as coworkers, we were like, okay, so what, what's the class going to be about? We were trying to, we were trying to paint a picture, like, of what was, what was it going to be? Um, but yeah, very excited, again, did not know, know what to expect. No, nothing at all. And for you, Gilbert, I mean, I fell in love with you, brother, and you know that in a purely uh, uh, filet way, heterosexual. Not that there's anything wrong with the other way. I'm just telling you. <laughs> you know, I, I just love you, brother. You know that. And for you, a huge shift took place. And you got something out of class. I don't know. Were you, were you aware of it, uh, the, what you got? I mean, because you got huge. You got real in the class. You realized that you'd been pushing people out. I mean, actually, I, instead of me telling people, why don't you tell people what you realized from the training? What did you realize? Yeah, so, so so for the first day, you know, I came in with the mentality of you know know it all. So so at first, um, 
I don't really feel a big impact. But then the second day, um, you know, doing, doing the activities we were doing, something just clicked, you know. And um, it, like, like you said, I've always pushed people away. The reason being is because, you know, at an early age, I lost my mom. And then, um, and um, I, I didn't want to go through that pain. So what I'll do is I'll just keep myself at a distance. I don't want to get too close to anybody. But through this training, man, through this class, you know, I learned that, you know, um, and, and sorry, and going back to that, um, a, a lot of times, you know, when we do that, we, we, we feel alone in the world, like nobody cares, but we're doing it to ourselves. I was doing it to myself, you know. Um, so going through this class and, and, and learning about teamwork and, and that I can depend on other people and that it's okay, you know, um, I just realized, you know, how, how, how much I've been missing out on life just because of my, of my patterns, you know. So, um, yeah, that's something I, I learned and I'm grateful for. Yeah, your phone is kind of going in and out, but I got what you're saying. But it's huge difference, and you're 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 connecting. He's a good-looking guy. He's got a beautiful energy. You got Joe Joe Vasquez's energy. Joe's a good friend of mine. Went through my training a dozen years ago. <clears throat> since his fiance, he's been through adventure. He's traveled with me. He stayed at my house. I love Joe. He he. God brings people into my life when they're at low point, and when Joe came into my life, he was on low point. And Joe's a sponge. He wants to be the best. He wants to grow, and and it's real. Uh, and what have you noticed different about yourself since class? Now that you've been at class, yeah, I know you've got to sell every day, which is awesome. That's money, brother. That's money. <laughs> but what? But what have you noticed about how you interact with people? How you feel? What's what's been different this week? So so before you know, I I I've been a positive guy, right? Especially at work, you know. Um, but, but now I feel more enthusiastic about, about you know, just even being here talking to you. I feel more enthusiastic, even at work, you know. Uh, we took this class with coworkers. Now we hold each other accountable. Um, if somebody is not focused, we, we tell each other, hey, focus. You know, it's okay to focus. Um, so, yeah, just, just more, more um, in the moment, not living in the past, you know, being stuck in my head. So but what, what, I, what I've noticed this week is that I'm more in the moment. I'm more um, enthusiastic about what I'm, you know, what I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. Well, I am proud. And, yeah, George Chevrolet is doing some good work, a good dealership there. They have now sent us, I think, five and then Alex six and then Alex's fiance or, or girlfriend, baby mama, whatever we call her. She went through and changed her life. Uh, and I know some of the guys, they want to get their fiancés, their wives, their girlfriends through. And so, uh, Gilbert, uh, you and I are uh, amigos, vatos, right? And uh, <laughs> I want you to know if there's, if there's anything I can do for you, you know, we we uh, we, we breathe, breathe the same, we bleed the same, uh, we, we rejoice the same, and we follow after the same God. So my Bible says that yes. makes you and I brothers. You know that. You yes, know sir. That. So, yes, sir. Any, anything, it. anything like to say uh, before I let you go? Anything like to say to the audience or to me? It's now's your chance. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I definitely, I definitely encourage everybody listening to take this class. You know, it is life changing. Um, uh, I heard you speaking to Aaron. We we think we're doing great in life, um, and even if we are, you know, I think everybody could take something from this class. There is growth. There's always room for improvement. So whoever's listening, I encourage you to take this class. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, thank you so much, and uh, look forward to getting out of, out to L.A. and uh, uh, being on property, seeing the whole team at George uh, Chevrolet. So God bless you, my friend, and we'll talk soon, okay? God bless, Mr. Black. Thank you for having me. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. 
See, you know, what Gilbert was alluding to is this thing called good enough, G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. And we go through life and we start checking boxes and we start accepting good enough. We start comparing ourselves to other people. But the problem with comparing ourselves to other people is you're not that person. You have different fingerprints. You have different trauma. You have different drama. You have different DNA. You have different tongue prints. You have different uh, 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 venal pattern flow of uh, the ve- veins and the arteries in the back of your retina than anybody else. You have a gait unique to yourself. In China, they could photograph a group of people with hoodies on, with masks on, and they can identify you. Google helped them figure this out. They won't help our government, but they help Chinese government to figure out who you are. So your gait actually shows who you are. And so, see, there's nobody else that can do what you were put here to do. And so quit comparing yourself to other people. And see, that's what good enough is. G-O-O-D-N-U-F-F. Good enough to get by. Good enough for government work. Good enough so I'm doing better than the person in the pew next to me. Good enough for tenure. And when is good enough no longer acceptable? In my training, I ask people to raise the bar, to quit accepting good enough. And that's why I put pressure on you. It's a fiery furnace. It's the two-a-days in football practice. It's be it's boot camp in the military where you get text, you get taxed, you get pushed so you can see what you're made of. There's a proverb that says you can tell a man's religion in a time of despair. And any good sponge knows that when a sponge gets squeezed by life, the only thing that can come out of that sponge is what's in that sponge. And let's be honest, over a lifetime, we put some things in there that shouldn't be in there, that shouldn't belong. You've got some hitchhikers. You've got some lies from your past, some trauma and drama that you haven't dealt with. You've got some things that have happened that have created a bitterness rather than a betterness. And you can change that whenever you want. It's a decision. It's an attitude. It's like the famous British guy, funny guy said to be or not to be. But I disagree with his closing statement. It's not a question. It's a choice. To be someone under construction or not to be. To be a little bit better today than yesterday and a little bit better tomorrow than today or not to be. To be a person who wants to be everything that they were created to be. Go to likeitmatters.net, reach out to Mr. Black, and let me help you become that person. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you when you live. The left is politicizing our justice system. This is Ted Cruz. From the leaking of the Supreme Court's opinion on abortion, to attacking parents who speak out at school board meetings. What we're seeing should make every American angry. That's why I wrote my newest book, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Has Weaponized Our Legal System. From Antifa riots to the Waukesha Christmas murder, today our families are much less safe. Joe Biden is right now using the DOJ and the FBI to target his enemies, to storm President Trump's home, to harass parents and pro-life activists, and to target you. Equip yourself. My new book, Justice Corrupted, will arm you with the facts to hold your government accountable. Get Justice Corrupted, the new book by Senator Ted Cruz, wherever books are sold. Ringing liberal. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.